Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This episode of Oldie But A Goodie is brought to you by Paul Noodle, PhD candidate, live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. That sounds fun. Yeah. That's what this episode is brought to you by. Cool. Yeah. Is it? Okay, yes. Hello and welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. Zach. Yeah? It's episode 10. Woo! Big We've 10, done 10 two of numbers. These. Yep, all right, we're Ooh. done. Packing <laughs> we're done. up. Thank, thank you very much for listening. It's been, it's, been, it's been real good time. I've really enjoyed... Mm. Well, there was like one good movie. Greedy was good. Uh, my name is Sandro. That's Zach. Hi. Uh, How's it going? We are historians. And okay, mm, because That's a we bold claim. we are looking through time. That well, in, more specifically, the year nineteen ninety four. Yes, in a way, yeah, you could we claim that. Are living the lives of That's the of cinema stretch. going public during uh-huh. that time. I feel bad for the cinema going public <laughs> of that time. <laughs> Uh, what we do every single episode, we have a look at a movie from 1994, yep. not in any order, in order of release. Mm. So this is the second week of March. Yeah. This film that we're talking about came out in the second week of March, back in 94. Yeah. And we basically uh, do a full synopsis review, have a look at it and decide once and for all if it is an oldie or a goodie. This week we are reviewing a movie that I chose. It was a good choice. It was good. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, no, uh, honestly, I, mm. I like this movie, so I thought it was a good choice, you know? It was a bit of fun. Um, uh, the other options that I had to choose from were Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah, which I think also would have been pretty good, but... It was a huge box office success, so... So maybe we'll check it out at some point, like do it like a... Yeah. Like a what were the most popular movies of this year? Here yeah. we take a look at the most popular ones, because uh, we want to see some good films rather than garbage. Apparently it's not very good. I've talked to a lot of people ah, who have rewatched it recently and said... Scratch that last part. Up. We just want to see it because we want to yeah. see how garbage it is. <laughs> and see if it deserves... To be fair, that's like all the movies we're watching at the moment. So yeah. True. Mm. Uh, then there was the, the Nicolas Cage one, Guarding Tests. I do love me some Cage. I mean, like, you can check it out in the yeah, meantime yeah, if you I'm want maybe... to. And then there was The Ref, which was a comedy about this guy who invades a house and holds a couple hostage. N- nice. Um, yeah. Was, uh, mm, I don't know. <laughs> can I retract that? Mm, mm. Not as nice as could be. But uh, hey, at least he's, uh, you know, mm. getting involved. On the topic of the choices, though... Yeah. We got some feedback. Ooh. Shout out to Ian Bodkin from the US of A. Ooh. Uh, who says, can't wait for you to look at Hudsucker Proxy. Ah. The ref, though, is also amazing. Oh, interesting. Um, he says that you may have to do both. It's so good. Oh, uh, really? It's basically Dennis Leary doing stand-up for, like, 90 minutes. That sounds awesome. With a plot. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> so... I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll have, have to, to check, check it out. that out. Do like a bonus, yeah, bonus episode. Not against that. It's called the. Uh, we we were told this movie was good. Mm. That's a good name for it. We were told this movie. We was were good. told this this movie is good. Is a great name. Yeah, for like we a just spin do, off podcast. Yeah, do 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 some movies that we were told were good. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, let's get into Hudsucker. It was released eleventh uh, of March ninety four. For the cast, you got Tim Robbins. Mm-hmm. Plays Norville Barnes. Good, I liked him. He's great. He's a really good actor. He's done yeah. um a lot of things, especially in the early nineties. Uh, in fact, in ninety four, he did Shawshank Redemption. Really? He was he was one of the leads in that. Oh. Uh, which of course we will be checking out. Of course, yeah. yeah. Possibly the biggest film next to Lion King of the year. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, a big one. Lion King's the best movie ever. Sorry, especially yeah. of this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by this year, I don't mean the two thousand nineteen version. Oh. I mean the nineteen ninety four version. 
to God. I definitely meant the 2019 version. Oh, wow. Live action. That's exactly what everyone was asking for. I it's not live my, action, though, I re- but, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I remember it's definitely live action. You see those lions? They're real lion They're actors. all real. They're real lions. He's really acting mm. with real voices. Jennifer Jason Lee also has a leading role in this as news reporter Amy Archer. Yeah, she's good too. She was good. Yeah, um, uh, she has a weird accent, but we'll get. Oh, to that. it's very weird, but it's also amazing. It's so, great. <laughs> totally on board. And the other lead is Paul Newman. Uh, he plays the second-hand man of uh, of the company in, in the film. Right. Yes. He's done. He's done everything. He's done. Yeah. No. Cat he was. Hot he, was roof. he was great in this movie. I he was good. Him. He was a good bad guy. Yeah. He was a good bad guy. It is a Coen Brothers film, though. In terms of the writing, mm. collaboration with Evil Dead and Spider Man's Sam Raimi. Well, there you he go. He helped write it. Um. So it worked on a budget of twenty-five million. Ooh, that's pretty. Just, that's just pretty dull. Pretty large. It is one of the bigger film releases that we've done so far, though. And because of that, we know how much the marketing was. Yeah. Extra fifteen million on top of that. Oh dang. So all up it costs about forty million. Yeah, that's interesting coming from greedy. Yeah. Because we don't know what the marketing was for that and that flopped massively. Mm. Did that have like no marketing? How did that Yeah, this one. What do you yeah, what do you think it made? I'm gonna think it's like minimum forty million dollars. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, no. How much did it make? Two point eight million. <laughs> oh, that's not good. <laughs> this was a huge flop. <laughs> yeah, far out. I thought this would be mildly successful. Um, like, what would you expect it and hope it to be? Hmm. Forty million. That's it. A success. Or just like break even, yeah. Or even thirty million. Yeah, like even that is pretty good. It wasn't critically received super well. Fifty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's fair. That's fair. I would have given it a little more, but yeah. I would have gone like seventy-five, maybe. I would have gone like uh, sixty-nine. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, <laughs> From greedy and now this, that they both flopped, but they're both like pretty enjoyable films. Mm. Um, I guess because it opened alongside Four Weddings and a Funeral as well. Yeah, that that's probably the thing. has something. A lot of. Both of these, I think, were affected a lot by other films just being more successful. Yeah. Weirdly, they're all comedies that are doing well yeah. as well. Like, Ace Ventura was the yeah. first huge success, then Four Weddings and a Funeral. Mm. Just two comedies. How's Interesting. that? Interesting stuff. Yeah. Anyway, let's go through the plot. Uh, Zach, it opens. Yes. It opens on a darkened... Snowy on night, a dark and snowy night. It doesn't actually open like that. No, the it first... opens with like silent credits. Yeah, for like a minute. Yeah, a yeah, like a minute with the credits. And I w- got confused. I thought the audio wasn't working. You did. You did. Yeah, think yeah, that. yeah. You, I was like you freaked out a little bit. Yeah, I was like, is it is the audio not working? What? Uh but eventually, mm. uh it it cuts to the snow. Uh, we see, like, the city, yeah. and it's sort of zooming in on it. New York City. Yes. The year is 1958. Yeah. But only for one minute longer. Yeah. Uh-huh. As it is almost 1959. Yeah, so it's like the the New Year's sort of thing is yeah. kicking over. It's snowing, it's nighttime. We see the building that this film takes place in, which is the Hudsucker building. Yeah, it sort of zooms onto it as this giant clock mm. at the very top of it, which is ticking away, which is just about to hit midnight, which yeah. is when the new year kicks over. We see uh, a man step out of a window. Yeah, on the top floor. Mm. And he's sort of leaning back against the wall. Yeah, and the narrator goes, we'll get back to that. But first... It, it rewinds back to a, a couple of months back. Yeah. Uh, so we see the main guy, played by Tim Robbins. Yeah, who we learn later on's name's Norval. Mm. Pretty much, I don't know if they say it at any point at the start that his name's Norval. They probably do, but it's in like a thick New York accent. Yeah, something like that. I just miss it completely. Anyway, he's looking for a job... Yeah. Um, all the jobs need experience. So relatable, isn't yes. it? Yes. Oh, uh, it's relatable. 2019, need Even a job, in, need yeah. experience. Even in the 50s. 
yeah, no. This was happening. He goes to a coffee shop. He gets a coffee. He's just yeah. looking for jobs in the newspaper and stuff. Mm. He drinks the coffee after just being like, I can't find anything in this newspaper. He puts the coffee down. He walks yeah. out. The person uh, manning the coffee store picks up the coffee cup, yeah. goes to wash it. We see that the coffee cup has made a perfect, perfect circular stain around a job yeah. at the Hutsucker <laughs> building. Very, very cute. And then the paper proceeds to follow him down the street. Yes, because he opens the door and the wind blows it out mm. and it sort of follows him, slaps him in the face. I liked how it had low pay, long hours written on the newspaper <laughs> job, which I thought was very funny. Long pay, no hours. And no experience needed. Yeah. Perfect. It cuts to inside the uh, the Hudsucker building mm. industries at the top floor in a big conference room with this giant like long yeah. table bunch of old men uh sitting around a table yeah yeah and one guy is talking about uh how the business is doing and it's doing really well mm. business is booming stocks are going up yeah well you say that they're all happy but that's not true yeah one member the man himself mr hudsucker mm. he's not very happy yeah. He uh you know, he's just been looking at his watch for the entirety of the meeting. Yeah. Waiting for it to hit midday. Yeah. And it does hit midday. And what does he do, Zach? Uh he puts his watch down. Mm. He he uh clears his throat. Everybody's watching at him, looking <coughs> at him. <coughs> thank thank you, Sandro. He puts his yep. uh cigar down. Yep. Uh, okay. That's a very heavy cigar. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that cigar was weighted. Like, had rocks in it. What was he know. smoking? Yeah, I guess he's a bit of a stoner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty solid. That was a good joke. I enjoyed that. Good fun. Hey, thanks, for, thanks, Andre. And then what does he do? <laughs> Glad for your support. <laughs> anyway, he hops up on the table. Okay, he, he's apparently lighting the cigarette. <laughs> Uh, then he runs the full length of this boardroom mm. table. Yep, Just runs uh, down the table. And uh, jumps out the window. Yep. Uh, and then we have a scene of him falling down mm. thing. It's a pretty good effect. You know, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, no. But immediately after that, we get some uh, some comic relief as the yeah, members no. around the table react to it. And yep. uh, I wrote down a, a couple of these lines because I thought they were amazing. Yeah, yeah. One of the guys, like... He cuts the tension with a knife and goes, well, he could have just opened the window. <laughs> Which is a good point. This is a good point. The guy continues to do a eulogy. He's like, ah, oh, Mr. Hudsucker was a great man. He yep. built this company from the ground. Every single step that he took was on the way up. Yeah. Except for his last, <laughs> last step. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, they talk about how tall the building is. Yeah. I can't believe he, he fell down 25 floors. Uh, 26, not counting the mess scenario. <laughs> they, mentioned, they mentioned this several times as yeah. a recurring joke. Not counting the mess scenario. The Coen brothers and their writing yeah, is it's, so it's good. Great. It's, it's so great. snappy. Uh, it's, I think this is like one of the first films where like comedically mm. their writing is just yeah. second to none. It's so good in this movie. Yeah. Uh, they start talking about business. Because mm. like what's going to happen now that the boss is just... Yeah. Gone and jumped out the window. I like know? how they just immediately turned to business as well. Yeah, one of the guys, only one of them, of course, it's only one of them, is like, how could you guys be talking about mm. this after he just jumped out the window? <laughs> He's so upset. Yeah. But yeah, they talk about what are they, what are they going to do, you know? Turns out that now that he's gone, yeah. once midnight on New Year's hits... All his stocks, all of them are going to be available to buy. Yes. All the Hudsucker stocks. Which means some some random person who absolutely hates the business yep. can buy up the majority of the shares and control the company. Yeah. And they're so like, yeah. no, 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 we're not having any of that. They have to drop the stocks and make the company go into a dive yep. so that when they go on sale, they'll be super cheap and they can buy them mm. all up. Yeah. I like during this scene how everyone at the end of the table near the window had some super heavy wind effects. On yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, they are at the top of a very tall building. Yeah. So uh, it makes sense that the wind would be very heavy going through yeah, that broken great. window. And then it's just like their, their grey hair just <laughs> flying everywhere. Yeah. It was good. It was good. 
Mister, uh, what's his name again? Norville. Norville. I always yes. forget his character's name. Yeah, it's it's a, a perfectly forgettable name, which mm. is great. Um, he's he's down in the paper room. Yeah. Paper sorting room, mail sorting room, something Some, like that. Yeah, one of those. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's mail. Yeah. Is is like one guy is like telling him his job. Mm. And he keeps repeating the phrase "all will dock your pay." Yeah. After he says something, it's like the come in l- late, even by like yeah. five seconds, we'll dock your pay. <laughs> Missort a letter, dock your pay. Mm. Uh, take longer than necessary break, dock your pay. They get interrupted by the arrival of the blue letter. Yes. Everyone in the building is scared. They run off. There's loud music. Lights are blaring. It's like, the blue letter is coming. The blue letter is coming. Because apparently this blue letter usually always has terrible news. Mm. And you have to take the blue letter personally Mm. up to the boss and hand it to him. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, pretty much means you're sacked or whatever immediately. Because you'll be in a terrible mood and all that. So everybody's running from this blue letter. Everybody except for our hero, who is like, yes, I will take it if you want me to, I guess. And by that, he couldn't find a place to hide. And the guy's like, (laughs) oh, you, take this. And he's like, what? (laughs) So it's great. Anyway, so he has to hop in an elevator Mm. to uh, get to the top floor. Uh, and there's like a elevator guy who yeah. runs the uh, elevator and all that. He's like one of the best characters in this character. film. He makes so many puns he and makes like, jokes, jokes about the dead yeah. CEO. Uh, do you know what uh, the street's wearing? Mr. Hubsucker! <laughs> <laughs> do, you, uh, oh. do you know what goes down 46 floors and then goes splat? Mr. Hansucker <laughs> just keeps doing it. So they go straight to the top floor. I I did make a note. The secretary lady for mm. the for the boss, she uh looks like the teacher from Jimmy Neutron. All right, I'm looking this up. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. You have to look it up. She looks almost exactly like it. So Mrs. Fowl without without the glasses because she um, doesn't wear glasses. So we're talking about Mrs. Fowl from Jimmy Neutron. Yes. Look, I yeah. Maybe she has a little less of a nose, but yeah, she looks almost exactly like it. Her yeah. hair was a little bit darker. It wasn't grey. Yeah, like a younger. Yeah. Like after she quit this job, she went to be a teacher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah, know. It was. Uh, it was really. Uh, I was like, oh, that looks very much like her. What year did the Jimmy Neutron movie come out? I. I don't know, actually. Uh, 2001. Ah, damn it. 2001. Not 1994. Man, that animation will be rough to watch Yeah, now. no. Uh, it's rough to watch when you watch it. It's true. Jimmy Neutron animation was weird. It really was. 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's solid. Damn. Wow, they did great. Yeah, Jimmy no. Neutron may be small, but he has a big brain. He exemplifies uh-huh. the term boy genius with his numerous adventures, uh-huh. inventions, and gadgets. Cool. Anyway, back to the <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, so he goes into the second-in-hand office. Second-in-command, yeah. Played by Paul Newman. Yeah. This character's name, I was never able to nail down. I could never figure yeah, out no. what the character's name was. Like, there were some moments where it sounded like they were saying Mossberger. There yeah. were some moments oh, where yeah, it sounded yeah, like yeah. they were saying... Um, other versions of that. Yeah, Mossy Burger or Mo- Mosk... Burger, yeah, or Moss Burger, yeah. No. It's very hard to figure out what that character was called. Uh, I, I, I just, just watching it. He was the bad guy. That's what I called him. Yeah, he's the bad old d- d- business bloke. Yeah. Uh, so Robbins goes into his office. Yeah. He slowly approaches uh, this guy's table. Yeah, good old, good old Norville's going up. He's holding mm. this letter. But Norville, he doesn't give him the letter first. He thinks I'm in front of the boss. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm going to quickly pitch this thing that I've been working on. It's taken me a while to come oh, up with this yes. concept. And I'm going to pitch this concept to the boss first, then give him the, the, the letter. Yes. So he pulls out this piece of paper with a circle mm. drawn on it. A perfect circle. Perfect circle. That's it. That's thing. it. Yeah. And I was like, what? What is this circle? And he's like, you know, for kids. Hmm. 
It's a circle for kids. It makes sense. I, I perfectly understood what yeah. he meant. I don't know why you think that it was uh-huh. so confusing. It's a circle uh-huh. for kids. It makes complete sense. I, I, I had no it'd idea. It would make the company millions. Yes. The CEO then, like, bad guy is now paying full attention to him, like, hang on a minute, son. He goes round the table, mm. puts a cigar in his mouth, and it's like, try what? out the, try out the seat. Uh, put 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 your feet up. How does it feel like being in command? Yeah. He talks to him and tries to get uh, facts about how stupid he is, but yeah. uh, turns out Norval was uh, very successful. Yeah. And he's got an education, and he was voted most likely to succeed and all this stuff, and he's like, ah, get out. You're useless. <laughs> you're, you're not the dumbass I'm looking for. Uh, then follows... The scene where he yep. novel yep. accidentally burns a contract, yep. chucks it in the bin, yep. s- lights the bin on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tries to stamp out the uh, the fire. Yep. Gets his foot stuck in the bin. Uh, eventually, he he runs around. Eventually, gets it off his foot and just piffs it out the window. Yep, breaking the window. Uh, Another broken window. This company has so many yeah, broken yeah, windows. No, they got to get better windows. Then the CEO guy's contract, which yeah. is on the table, starts blowing out the window. Yeah. And he's like, no, the contract. And he tries to grab it. Uh, and then Neely yeah. falls out the window. He does. Uh, luckily, Norval catches him by his trousers. Yeah, by his trousers. Then we get a weird scene. Yeah, so uh, like he's hanging out the window looking at his trousers and they start to rip a little bit flashback to um maybe like a couple months ago where he was getting suited by this kind gentleman yeah and he say i do double stitches for you good double stitches keep these pants these pants last forever and he's like no just one stitch will do yeah, just one and stitch like, will do but but with two stitches these pants will last forever they'll be wonderful two mm. stitches is great and he's like why would I need my trousers to last forever? One stitch will be fine. Don't worry mm. about it. Flash to the present, and, and the... he's there hanging, and he sees his pants are ripping, and he's like, damn, should have gotten the double stitches. But then, flashback to a couple hours after his first fitting, yeah, and it turns out the, uh, the, the guy's person... Like, I'll double stitch it anyway. For free. He does it for free. Yeah, it's like this fake-out scene, which is done really, really well. It which might is like... be my favourite scene in it's, the film. It's so silly. It's very good. Anyway, um, so it, the pants are ripping, pants are ripping, and then they get caught on the double stitches, and mm. it's like, phew! And he puts the cigar back in his <laughs> mouth. Cut to a montage of uh, them uh, promoting Norval to CEO. They promote him to CEO because he completely trashed this guy's office and they're like, he's he's dumb, we can control him. He's an idiot. I think there's like like some newspaper clippings and one of them says, the stock is falling, it's the lowest it's ever been for Hudsucker. Well, there you go. It's it's working. That's why it's working. All right, Zach, time for an ad. Uh, we'll get back to uh, Hudsucker Proxy in a second. Yep. But just very quickly, I uh, just want to let everyone know. Okay. Today's episode of Oldie But a Goodie, sponsored, sort of, yeah. by Paul Noodle PhD candidate's show Red Noodle Blue Ooh. at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. That sounds fun. What, what's that about? So it's a show uh, that me and my mates Jacob and Jack are doing. Uh, okay. We are a uh, three-piece comedy trio. A very funny one, I might add. Oh, thank you very much. We've got a show at the Comedy Festival running from the 26th of March to the 7th of April at 8.30 at the Tasman Terrace, which is really close to, like, the Parliament area of Melbourne. Mm. Uh, so pretty central, pretty easy to get to. The show, Zach, is about uh, our director, Ooh. Paul Noodle. Yes, Mr. He's a Paul, Paul Noodle. Noodle. Oh, he's a red pool noodle, but the thing is, ah. he wants to be a blue pool noodle. Ah, you gotta have dreams in life. That's man. right. And uh, he's missing. He's gone missing. <gasps> and oh, we no. don't know where he is. And we've got to find him, bring uh-huh. him back to the show, and be like, Paul, we miss you, buddy. Don't feel so blue, Mister <laughs> Mister Paul. We definitely don't say that joke during the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you should. It's a great joke. Solid compliment. It's us, you know, adventure through space, adventure through time. Damn. Uh, it's madness. It's Paul, Paul Noodle gets That's around. Right. If you enjoy sketch comedy like Monty Python, oh, uh, yeah, I do. 
more recently, Key and Peele, like Arnie yeah. Donner or something like yeah, that. That's, that's what that's what we're doing. Oh, cool. That sounds good. Plus, Zach, plus... What do you mean, plus? If you buy tickets right now... Whoa. ...and use the code word NOODLE, you can get 40% off. For- 40% off. That's, 40% a lot, that's a lot of dollars. Percent off. Savings right there. Yeah, so uh, comedyfestival.com.au... Uh, just look up Paul Noodle PhD candidate. Code word Noodle. Get forty percent off. Nice. Come say hi. Yeah, I'll be no. there. Yeah. You'll be there. Once. Maybe. Eh, or twice. Or three times. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, back to the episode. We cut to the newspaper offices. Yep. And editor in chief of uh, the newspaper. Yep. He wants a story. Yep. He wants, he wants more pictures of Spider-Man. He wants that too. Again, like uh, it makes sense that Sam Raimi yeah, wrote Spider-Man after this because of stuff like that. Because, you know, he's in New York. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man was swinging around probably mm. around that time, you know? No, it's not mentioned in, in 50, this film. In the 50s? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. I mean, Tobey Maguire is pretty old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, Spider-Man. He's swinging around. Yeah. yeah, it makes perfect sense. Anyway, um, uh, we're introduced to a writer at the uh, at this newspaper, played by Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, uh, the character is Amy Archer, who is the most New Yorkiest New Yorker to yeah. ever New York. She comes in with this accent. Oh boy, is it like the <laughs> fakest, most put-on New Yorker accent? It I oh Jimmy yeah <laughs> we put on the accent and it sounds real scene. weird yeah it's really weird yeah. it sounds forced but it's great because she does it for the rest of the entire movie and she talks kind of funny really really fast she talks really, lots of words. really fast she talks a whole lot of words but it's really easy to talk really fast with a New Yorker mm. accent just like that yeah I think she might be my favorite performance yeah no. because it's just it's so in your face and it's, <laughs> it's so intense and it's just uh, yeah it's, it's great. great. So she is like, I'll go and I will, uh, I will find out who the new CEO is. Yeah. Who's this guy? What's, and, um, what's this all about? And she's like won a bunch of awards for her investigative journalism, where she yep. like infiltrates a community and gets information about them. Yep. So she plans to do the, do the same thing for this new CEO. So uh, it cuts to a scene where we're in a, like a coffee shop. Yeah. Um, Norval's getting like a coffee and some mm. food. He seems very distracted. Uh, she comes in. Yeah. And there's like two cops or a cop and a worker guy in the background. They're yeah. friends. If this scene took place now, yeah, they'd probably be podcasters. Yeah, you know they'd what? They'd be podcasters uh-huh. as well. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Two idiots in a room just narrating. <laughs> um, and this is a great scene. This is it like is. one of the best. This is probably my favorite scene. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, where these two guys are narrating this whole scene where this lady comes in. Ah, oh, yes. A dame. See, it's a dame. It's a dame. She's going to try and uh, get this guy to pay for her meal. She's going to pull the old, oh, I forgot my money trick. Ah, but she, he's not paying attention. He's maybe this guy's smarter than he looks. Or maybe. Eh, probably not, though. <laughs> <laughs> probably just not paying attention. Uh, she's going to have to try for something different here. Ah. She's pulling out the waterworks. Oh, she's doing Perfect. a bit of a teary. Yep, yep, no, that's fair. There. Yep, oh, yep, yep. Ah, now she's got his attention. What is he doing? He's he's ignoring her. Yep. Oh, he, she's losing him. She's losing him. She's gonna have to pull out. Oh, she does it. She pulls out a fainter. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. a really great scene. Uh, uh, she she pretends to faint. Yeah. And he she... like carries her all the way to the building. Yeah. So. She faints, this person who doesn't know, and he's like, well, I guess I'll carry her to my office. Yep. Which is <laughs> at the top of this building. Sure, why not? So, yeah. I'm guessing she woke up pretty quickly from her yes. fake faint. Yeah. Because as soon as they walk into the office, she's back to her old self, see? Yeah, she's talking really fast about how she's just new to the town yeah. and all this, these lies. Uh, he's struggling to carry her. He's out of breath. It was yeah. kind of funny. It was good. Uh, they sit down. He gets them drinks. Yep. Meanwhile, she quickly runs over to his desk, tries to find any information on her. Yeah. She can't find anything except one thing. One thing, which is uh, his his town where he grew up in. Yes. The, the name of the town. So she 
drops a hint during conversation that she is from that town as well. <gasps> You're a mudsy girl. What is this? And then he offers her a job because he's like, yep. you're new here. Come and work at my place. Uh, yeah, it'll yeah. be good. Uh, she continues to do some investigating. Yeah. And pokes around his office after dark. Yeah. And finds uh, this door yeah. that leads into the inner workings of the clock. Yeah. Because the way the building is set out is like the highest floor. You've got the clock in the center. Yeah. You've got the CEO's office on one side. And then you've also got the second in command's office on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like this walkway through the clock to get to either office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like staff only. Yeah. Uh, she then peeks through a lock, sees them talking about the plan for the stocks to drop in mm. and all that. Um, a worker in the clock is like, Hey, Archie, what are you doing? Yeah. He's just this guy, you know, he's working on the clock, but he happens to know who she is and exactly what she's doing there. Yeah. Because this clock guy, he's a real important guy. He's mm. a cool guy. And he just explains that, you know, you haven't gotten the whole story correct. He's not... He's not actually stupid. He's actually quite smart. Yeah. He's just a bit, you know, naive and all that. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, well, if that's the case, I've got to publish the truth. Uh, we cut to... Um, like later on in the evening. Later on in the evening where he's out on the balcony. Yeah. He's all depressed. He's like, then... oh dear. Like, this isn't going well. Amy comes up and is like, hey, cheer up, fella. Oh, cheer up, governor. <laughs> these accents. We are butchering these accents today. <laughs> it's great. Uh, hello, governor. Why are, you, why are you so downy flopsy? You gotta, you gotta pick yourself up. You hear? <laughs> uh, exact quote. Exact um, quote. Um, uh, they talk for a bit. They talk. They start flirting a little bit. Yeah, it They're... gets a little weird where the, he talks about reincarnation. Yeah. Like the the way reincarnation works, how you turn into an animal. Oh, that's right. He He's thinks... like, I wonder what we were in past lives. Yeah, I think you would be. A sleek gazelle with long <laughs> legs, and oh, maybe we met in a previous life, and uh, and she's like, "Ah, oh, don't be silly. What are you talking about? Don't what are call you me gazelle." About? It's like, well, can I call you dear? It's <laughs> <laughs> good joke. Uh, I like that joke a lot. It's yeah. Funny. Anyway, um, um, like he reveals that he's got a big presentation the following day. Yeah, and she's like, well. Best of luck. Yeah, and he's like, how about a kiss for luck, eh? And she's like, like, yeah, "Yeah, sure. Sure. And then then they get the good smooching on. (laughs) They get some good romance happening. I mean, it was pretty obvious that that was going to happen from the get-go. Obviously. Uh, We cut to the presentation. Where he's got this circle. Yes, he's got a circle on a whiteboard and he's like, this is it. You know, for kids. It's going to change the game. And then it's revealed it's a hula hoop. And the circle and I, is a hula hoop. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's a hula hoop. Of course. It's the a circle's great reveal. A hula. Yeah, no, like, it's great. All throughout the film has been these hints to like, there's a circle. It's been working in a circle. Yeah, you know, what, is this circle? what is this circle? What is this circle for kids? I don't get it. Why is it exercise? Of course, it's a hula hoop. We then get a montage of uh, the various departments approving the hula hoop to go into yeah. mass production. Yeah. I um, I particularly liked the sections that were uh, a couple, you know, sly, a businessman trying to come up with the name. What were the names? Tell us right. the names. Uh, there's the Flying Donut. The Flying Donut, a good one. A good one. How about, how about the Belly Go Round? Belly go round, I like that one. That's a good one. That is a good one. We go a little bit smarter. The wacky circumference. That's mm, not very catchy. That one. Uh, the hipster. <laughs> There's already. Uh, no, we need less hipsters in the world. The shazamator. I like this one. I think I'd name my dog this one. <laughs> uh, they then try to like include it with the company name, and then like the hoop sucker or the hud swinger. No, 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 those are bad. That's a bad one. And they decide to call it the hula hoop. Yeah, one guy's like, wait a minute. I got it. And they're like, you got it? I got it. And then we cut to, like, hula hoop. The hula hoop. 
Uh, um, they've still got to test it out, though. They've got to make sure that, that it's explosion-proof. Yes, for some reason... <laughs> They set a dummy up with explosives and yeah. put this hula hoop around it. It explodes, and the only thing left is this hula hoop <laughs> going round this foot. So good. It's like, what? <laughs> anyway. Uh, so it gets approved. Everyone approves it. They're all like, this yep. is great. This is the best thing ever to, uh, yep. ever to be invented. They put it into the market, and yep. unfortunately, it doesn't do very well. Yes, uh, no one's interested in this weird thing. Um, The price keeps getting reduced. Yeah, he's reducing prices, and eventually the shopkeeper just throws them out because he can't get anyone to buy him. And one of them rolls down the street and lands at the foot of a child. And the child's like, oh, what's this? This looks pretty neat. I'm going to hula hoop. And he starts to hula hoop. Then... Recess or school finishes and like all these kids pour out and they like run down the street and then they see this kid. Yeah. He's hula hooping. What is this? He's doing some mad tricks as well. Yeah, he's it's like this five-year-old kid. He's doing some hula hooping. He like hula hoops with one foot. Yeah. He hula hoops with his shoulder and his arm and they're like, that looks amazing. Mm. And then they storm the, 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 kids store the shop and then it's like let's put up the price so the price yep. keeps going up and up and the up pri- and up and the up. price yeah no it goes back to its original price then yeah. it like doubles its price what yep um and then business is amazing and we cut back to like the um the hudsucker thing norville's looking all sad and yeah. depressed and then she's like yes it's going well and he's like yeah we did it he gets like Mail mm. from everyone congratulating him, and a call from the president. <laughs> the president is like, "Look, son, you did well on this. I've got to admit, yep. good on you. You've done your country uh, yeah. proud." Yeah, uh, everyone's real pleased with you, boy. Mm. Good work. You're a true American, and all that. But you know, with the success of the hula hoop comes the people wanting another invention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's like psyched for his next invention. What's it going to be? And they're all reporting, but yeah. uh, he hasn't really come up with the next step. He, he hasn't really, no. Um, uh, so while he's trying to come up with the next invention, we cut to the board and the board are like, wow, our stocks are higher than they've ever been. I want to like. I wonder how much money I've made. Yep. With my shares in this company. Wow! wow. They sold them. They sold them all to no. make the the stock drop. And uh, yeah. And one of the members is like, like, I can't no, believe it. I can't believe you did this. I lost all this money. You know what? That's it. And do you know what he does? Yep. He stands up on the table and he's like. I've got to get off this merry-go-round. Yep. And he runs just like Hudsucker towards the window, jumps and smacks into the glass. Yeah. And, and he's uh, like, the other guy's like, ah, plexiglass. Installed it last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good. So they plan to uh, to make him fail. They're like, yep. we might be able to get a new story out there that like drags him down a bit, gets investors to leave, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, the higher he climbs up, the longer he'll fall down. Exactly. He'll so, fall yeah. down the 42 floors, yep. not counting not the mezzanine. Not counting the mezzanine. Um, yep. So, Amy, all throughout this, has started to notice a change in Norville. You might say that he's become a bit greedy. This is the silence to cut that out. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna leave uh, that in there. <laughs> and she's she like confronts him after a yeah. while because he's acting all big-headed. You've changed. Yeah, she's like, him. yeah, she's like, you've sold out. I quit, and she quits. Yeah, she's out. She's out. Um, he gets woken up by the elevator boy. Oh yeah, he's back. And he's like, "How you doing, buddy?" It's your boy, the elevator boy. He talks just like that, actually. He does, yeah. He's like, all right, I've got this fantastic idea. I've got to show you. Uh, and he pulls out a circle, like, mm. on a board, just like he had before. Except this time, he shows a straw. It's, a, it's not just a straw. It's a bendy straw. A bendy straw, yes. And uh, Norville is like... 
No. No, no get out a, of here. That's you're a fired. stupid idea. You're fired. Why would you come up with such an idea and try to pitch it to me? Yeah, no, that's stupid. You're fired. And he's like, no. Then uh, then after that, that the, uh, the, the paper, they print a story, uh, obviously made up by yeah. the board. Yeah, uh, bribed by the board guys yeah. to uh, to make this story about uh, how he didn't actually make up the hula hoop. No, he it was stole actually the stolen idea. it from the elevator boy. Yeah, um, and he's like, "I guess you done screwed up. The stocks are going down. Everything's mm-hmm. just everything's just going down." And he's in a bit of shock at the moment. He's, he's in like, shock. <gasps> uh, the shock turns to depression. Yeah, and you know he's sad. He's very sad. He goes to a bar. Who is manning the bar? None other than Steve Buscemi. Yeah, no, it's like this two-minute scene yeah. that he has. He's, he's great. great cameo. Yeah, he's he, great. He's such a good actor. While he's at this bar, they, they're talking to the psychologist, mm. and he says, yeah, he's gone sad, and he's gone crazy. The yeah. only way to solve this is to lock him in an asylum and electrocute <laughs> him. And they're like, yes, yes, that's mm. right. Jolly good. Yes, lock that. him up. We should do that. Um, uh, the board are having this meeting on New Year's Day. How do we know it's New Year's Day? Because they're mm. all wearing paper hats. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. It was good. Uh, they send the catches. Yeah. The the guys who are meant to grab, they have like a giant comical net to catch yep. him with. Yep. Um, they send them after, um, yeah. after him, yeah. He talks with, uh, the lady... Yes, yeah, so Amy also goes over to this bar and she's trying to like cheer him up. But uh, he's having none of it. Yeah. He's just drunk he's as just a drunk. skunk. And he leaves. Yeah. So he is outside now on New Year's Eve. You yep. know, he's walking around. He sees the elevator boy. Yeah, and the elevator boy's like, Hey, buddy, how's it going? Uh, it's a funny story. They they told me that you stole the hula hoop idea from me. How could you do that? How dare you? And he punches him in the yeah. face. And then the crowd punches him. Yeah, the crowd's like, oh, is it that novel guy? The cheater and the liar? Get him. And they all chase after him. Yeah. He runs, uh, followed by the crowd and the catches. Mm. Uh, he goes back to the building. He goes back to the building. He goes up to his office and sees that already the name written on the door to his office has been changed from his yeah. name to Mossberger's name or whatever his yeah, name is. Yeah, yeah. At this point, we get back to the scene where it's a, a minute from midnight. Yes. He climbs out onto the balcony. Yeah. Well, not really a balcony. More of just like... The high-rise building. Yeah. Like the... The edge just under the window. Yeah. Um, just like at the very start of the movie. So he climbs out there and the clock strikes midnight. Yep. And he's like, no, I don't want to jump off. Yep. Um, but it's too late because the building is getting shut down. Yeah, the lights turn off and the uh, window cleaner guy yeah. comes round and closes the window. Yep. He closes the window Locking it, and when Norville tries to open it, he slips. He yeah. slips. And uh, the window guy watches him yeah. evilly mm. as uh, he falls. He falls. And uh, it's pretty surprising. Yeah, no, I was not expecting this. I thought it would be the whole thing fake out and be like, he's going to jump. Maybe the lady comes in and is like, no, don't jump. You've got so much to live for and all that stuff. But no, he falls. But no, he falls off the building. Yep. And dies. That's it. End of the movie. Well... Except... Yeah, just before he hits the ground, he stops in midair. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like the film has paused for there to be narration because he's moving around. He's looking around like, what? what's happening here? Yeah. At this point, I was like, what? What? What is happening? What? What just happened? It's revealed that the clockworker, whose name is Moses, the clockworker, yes, he has uh, stopped the clock. Yep. Thus, stopping time by chucking a broom into yeah. the cogs, he stops the clock, which in turn stops time itself. Mm. And then down from the heavens comes Hudsucker as an angel. Yes, playing a ukulele, singing a wee little song. Um, yes. Uh-huh. And he comes down, and he's like, Mate, first of all, 
very sorry this is happening to you. Second of all, I'm a little bit annoyed at you, Norville. Yeah. You didn't deliver my blue letter. And he's like, oh, so- sorry, Mr. Hudsucker. I'm sorry. I don't even know where that blue letter is anymore. And he says, ah, it's in your, it's in your coat pocket. Yeah. yeah. You haven't gotten rid of it. It's still there. Yeah. And so he opens up the letter and it is revealed that uh, that Mr. Hudsucker wrote a letter to Mossberger. Yes. Uh, saying that uh, whoever takes over the company from him will get all of his stock. All of his stocks, which means yeah. that Norville is like the majority owner yeah. of the company. Yeah. Which is like, really? I I might have a career after all. Yeah. Yeah. It's and he's like, safe. see, maybe I thought that might change your mind about this whole thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, Moses the Clockworker is locked in combat with, with uh, the window cleaning guy. Yes, because <laughs> for some reason he's evil. And they it's have this like fight scene where uh, in the middle of this fighting, the window worker pulls out like a window scraper device. Yeah. That's nice and sharp and he's like, ha ha. And uh, Moses is like, oh no. Mm. They have this fight in the middle of it, Moses has to pull out the broom to defend himself. Yeah. Which makes time continue. Mm. Which makes Norval fall again. And yeah. just about when Norval's about to hit the ground, Moses defeats the window cleaner. Yeah. And puts the broom back in. Now, apparently, I was reading uh, an article about uh, the making of this film. And this scene in particular, the fight scene, yep. was a reshoot. It was a reshoot that the studio demanded oh, really? that they include like a fight scene of some sort. Why? In the end. Because it's a big budget movie for, yeah, you no, know, cinema going so families. weird. I don't know. It was This whole ending was like bizarre. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Was it. Like, um, but it was like real bizarre. But yeah, the fight scene itself was entirely a reshoot after they f- finished the movie and the studio uh, was like, how about fight scene? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was good. So yeah. Uh, he then uh, lets time go again. Yep. A novel falls like a foot to the ground and yep. is fine. And then he runs back to reveal the fact that he's the majority owner. Yeah, he goes back to the bar and sees Amy and is like, look at this, read this. She reads it and she's like, hallelujah, it's a yeah. New Year's miracle. Go Eagles. Go Yay. Eagles. And they, they make up and yep. they hug. They get together. Uh, then the voiceover reveals everything that happened uh, after this. Yes. So... Uh, Barnes stays on, leads the company to new heights, inventing yeah. such things as... The Frisbee! Yeah. Yeah, it, showed, it does another cute scene with a circle, except this time it's not a hula hoop, it's a Frisbee. Yeah. Which is great. I'm like, yeah, Frisbee! Um, uh, I'm pretty sure Mossberger gets thrown into the mental asylum that yes, he was threatening because, to put... Yeah, yeah, he goes a little bit crazy, and he gets put into the insane asylum. Elevator boy gets rehired. Yep. Good. And that's it. And that's, that's the movie. The movie. Uh, yeah, it was a good movie. I loved this. This yeah, was no, so was much great. fun. I thought it was a really good movie. I think it yeah. might be my favourite one that we've done so far. Really? For me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Better than Greedy. Um, I think so. Yeah, no, that's fair. It was more original than Greedy. I enjoyed Greedy, but it, yeah, I like, think we'd greedy... seen elements of it b- before. But yeah. I agree. I think Greedy was a good film, and this was a good film plus one. Yeah, yeah. Give it the um, good film plus one. Hmm. The infinity plus one. Uh, like, how did you find it going into it, not really expecting the Coen Brothers style to be yeah. so prevalent in this? Yeah, well, um, I again, I hadn't researched this as much as you had, yeah. I guess. I had no idea what was going to happen. I The name doesn't really give anything away. No. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm really into mm. this. And it, it had a cool ending and all this stuff. I thought it was really good. Yeah. It's a shame that it bombed. It's a shame yeah, that no, it didn't Yeah, no, I'm well. really surprised because this is a really good film. Yeah. Oh, well. That it bombed. I hope I hope it at least made back its money mm. in, like, VHS and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a goodie. I'm pretty sure we're both giving it a goodie. It's definitely yeah, a goodie. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a goodie. You should, you, if if you have the time, yep. go back and look it up. Definitely check like. it out. 100% a goodie for me and yeah. uh, and from you as well. Uh, this episode's gone on a little long, so I think uh, we'll wrap it up here. 
the choices for mm. next week, Zach. Your choices. Yep. You've got you got some good films to choose okay. from. All right. Shoot. Lightning Jack. Uh huh. It is a western Ooh. comedy starring none other than Crocodile Dundee, Paul Hogan. Oh, oh, that's a good one. You've got yeah. the paper. Uh huh. Ron Howard directed this film. It's about Michael Keaton. Ooh. He works at a newspaper. Uh huh. And this movie has the highest Rotten Tomatoes score out of all the options so far. Okay, alright. Out of every Newspaper, single film we've yeah, had the sure. option to do, this one's got the highest Rotten Tomatoes score. I mean, that's certainly a consideration if it's got the highest score. Got a movie called Monkey Trouble. Uh-huh. It's about a young girl uh-huh. and a monkey. Uh-huh. And I guess they get into trouble. Uh-huh. And you've also got your final option. The go na- back to the other one. It's a... What? It's, it's a young girl. a girl, young girl who gets a monkey. Yeah, and they get into trouble. <laughs> That's all I can okay, find out. Okay, alright, yeah. And your final option is The Naked Gun 33 and a third. The Naked Gun is a classic yeah, spy comedy yeah, uh, yeah. series that I love. I've seen that film oh, many really? times. Oh, there you go. Um, uh, well, not that one then. Um, wow. Uh, uh, so those are your, those are your so, four wait, picks. Wait, Monkey Trouble. Is it a kid's film? Oh, yeah. Like... 100% oh, a right. kid's film. It's a kid film. The, okay. um, uh... the poster is this monkey and this girl with, like, a backwards hat and, like, uh-huh. suspenders uh-huh. and, like, a denim jacket or something. Okay. Very hip. Can we, can we, can we do that one? <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, we haven't done a kid's film. I, I might choose Crocodile Dundee, but then, again, we've just done a comedy sort yeah. of thing. Why don't we do a kids movie, Sandro? <laughs> well, I like the sound of monkey trouble. Monkey trouble. I like trouble. monkeys. I like to see if this monkey gets in trouble. Yeah? Next week, monkey trouble. Yeah! Oh, monkey trouble. No. <laughs> we always end uh, with our favourite quotes while we are finding those favourite yep. quotes. Uh, if you do listen to us on iTunes, we ask that, uh, that you give the show a quick little review. That really helps uh, the show find new listeners. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we're on literally every podcast platform. We're also both on, on Instagram. You can give us a follow there if you want to keep in touch. Mm. And if you've seen any of these films or you just want to say hi or you want to c- criticize our presenting style, uh, you can message at Sandro. <laughs> at, uh, yeah, no. Chuck an email. Yeah. Chuck, us a, chuck, us a, chuck us a review. Call us whatever names you want. Just make sure you rate it five stars, obviously. Sure, and that's uh, all. Yeah. And that's all that's happening. Yeah, so that's that's where you can find us. Uh, we end with our favorite quote from the film. Uh, yes, mine would be, uh, "I'm getting off this merry-go-round." Walk, 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 smacks into the glass pane. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mister Hudsucker is a great man. He built this company from the ground. Every step he took was on the way up. Aside from his last step. Bum 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 Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.